I'm Melissa White, and welcome to the Spirit Room Podcast. This is a show to help inspire you to live your life to the fullest, but really to learn about those that guide us, our unseen helpers, guides, angels, loved ones in spirit that walk beside us in this life. I'll share with you personal experiences from my life as a professional medium and mentor. I'll also offer you insight into working with the spirit world and introduce you to guests that I find fascinating and that might lead you on your own journey to further discover your own soul's gifts. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi, it's Melissa. I'm so glad to be here today with you, wherever you're listening and whenever you're listening. I wanted to say thank you so much also for the amazing support and the really positive response that we received with the episode with Adriana of Luzia Crystals. You all seem to really relate, connect, and enjoy the amazing experiences that she shared with us. So I'm so happy to know that that was something that uplifted you and inspired you 100% it inspired and uplifted me and I don't know about you I feel like I could listen to those types of stories all day like just I'm so grateful that we have a way to share those things and so Adriana's agreed that she's going to be a regular guest on the podcast so that's pretty amazing I think that's going to be so much fun for today what I wanted to look at and really share with you is common blockages or common obstacles, common wounds that I really see coming up in mediumship development students and just mediums in general that I meet and that I know. And so I think this will be useful just to help you to understand, especially if you are someone that is working on your own development, that you're not alone. There are certain things, certain themes that I find are very common amongst intuitive, sensitive, mediumistic people. So I invite you to relax and just enjoy, and let's get into it. So my belief really is that our past life experiences in other incarnations really do have an influence on our mediumship development. And having said that, I also think that our earlier life experiences in this life, of course, those will also influence not only who we are, but how we develop mediumistically. I've seen it in my own mediumship, and I've also seen it in the mediumship of my students. So some of the common themes that I've observed, a lack of self-worth, perfectionism, codependency, imposter syndrome, afraid of being seen, afraid of being heard, fear of speaking up, a fear of being different, feeling shame, feeling guilt around success or financial abundance, martyrdom, being on alert or hypervigilant, people-pleasing, lack of personal boundaries, and the list goes on. So those are some of the more prevalent, some of the more common ones that I see. And so if we just look at, say we look at perfectionism, really that can show up and create an issue. Because if you're someone who gets really stressed out 
by imperfection. If you're someone that has a hard time accepting that something may not be 100% accurate or perfect, it's going to trigger you when you go to learn to work with your intuition and learn to work with spirit. Because no matter who you are, no matter how experienced you are, no matter how skilled you are, no human being is ever going to be 100% accurate all of the time. That's an impossibility. So, because we're human, because we're still human. So it provides an opportunity though. It could be a challenge, definitely. I've seen people get very frustrated by it. I've been very frustrated by it myself. And also I've seen people actually walk away, give up on their development because they just couldn't handle that. It kind of crushed them that as much as they might be trying and as much as they might be wanting to have that perfection that they just couldn't reach it. And so I think it does provide us a really important opportunity to be able to learn how to be okay with imperfection and to take the pressure off of that expectation for perfection and really focus on what we're learning. You kind of learn to have a growth mindset, which I think is really important in life. And it gives you a chance to really, really look at why. What is that perfectionism really giving you? How has that benefited you? And I think for me, when I look at it, overachieving in school, overachieving in anywhere I could, I think I thought that it would insulate me. It would protect me from criticism or it would protect me from being rejected or it would protect me from being unloved, actually. And so what I recognized is that if I'm going to do this work and if I'm going to do it well, I have to be okay with misinterpreting something. I have to be okay with getting something wrong. I have to be okay with being misunderstood. I have to be okay with myself. And I have to be able to keep myself worth even if I'm faced with a challenging situation. And so, you know, not to beat up on myself the way that I once would. So there is a fine line. Obviously, we have to be accountable for ourselves. It doesn't mean that we're never wrong. But I also think that we cannot be unkind to ourselves and shame ourselves into doing better. Like, that's not how it's going to work. So perfectionists can also, you know, that perfectionism can hold you back because some of us, you can tell me, you might be relating to this. You might be nodding as I say this. Some of us will not try something unless we feel fairly certain that we can be excellent and brilliant at it. Lots of us don't give ourselves permission to be a beginner. Lots of us don't give ourselves permission to mess up. We think that if we're going to do anything, it's got to be the best ever. And that makes me sad because I think that I have held myself back in the past from trying things that maybe I really would have loved to do. I would have benefited from trying them and the experience. But I held myself back because of the fear that if I couldn't do it perfectly or at least just very, very well, then I just wasn't even going to try it. So it's quite paralyzing, I think, for people. The imposter syndrome. Wow. This one, I think, is true for a lot of people, but especially within something like intuitive development and mediumship. Because 
it is not something that is easily explained. It is not something that you go to school and receive a degree. Of course, we have training and we have development and we go through all of that and years of mentorship and all and experience and hard work. But it's not as though you could have this degree from a university, like a PhD, hanging on your wall to say, here, like, this is my achievement. This is what I've earned. And so I think the imposter syndrome sometimes comes in for people because it's not something that's so tangible like that. I think also if it can become such a block if you don't believe in your abilities and you don't believe in yourself, it's really hard to expect other people to, you know? So your own energy is going to play such a, a role there. You have to be able to really feel secure in what and who you are. And that way, when you're expressing yourself, what you, the words that you speak, the energy that you're bringing forward, it's going to be received so much differently. It's kind of like, you know, how children and animals can smell fear. I kind of feel it's that way with like people, sitters and clients. They could smell fear. They, if you're fearful that you're going to mess up or you're fearful that what you're doing, you think that you're just maybe making it up. I know that that's such a common feeling for so many mediums, like especially in the beginning. We're like, oh God, what if I'm just a lucky guesser? What if I'm just deluding myself? What if I'm not really so good? And I think that people pick up on that. If you doubt yourself, people pick up on that. So the opportunity there is to learn to trust and to believe yourself and to recognize that, yes, that doubt is very natural and normal in most people. Most people are going to experience that, but that you don't have to engage in it and you don't have to believe every thought that your mind has. So I do think that it's an excellent opportunity to really gain that it's not even self-confidence it's like i think it's self-reliance self-worth trust within yourself and your judgment and trust within who you are knowing who you are as a person that's one really beautiful magical amazing thing that comes out of development is that you start to know your own soul and i know people might think oh well of course your own soul but no there's a lot of people I think going through this world that really don't know themselves at all, lacking self-awareness, lacking the ability to kind of understand themselves on a deeper level. So definitely the imposter syndrome invites us. If you experience that, I want to say celebrate that because it means there's such an opportunity there for you to start to learn to master your own energy and to learn how to really trust yourself. I am aware that some of these things, these common themes and wounds, I'm aware that some of them also come from trauma. They're also trauma responses. And I think that as mediums, we have experienced some wounds in our past lives, specifically connected to having been a medium before, or having been psychic before, or having been a healer, or a shaman, or even like a fortune teller, a witch, any of those things. Lots of us have been burned at the stake. We've been killed for our belief. We've been killed for our ability 
to connect with spirit and to know things. And in many ways, there's a very sort of a dynamic there when it comes to witches being on trial and being killed. And this sort of comes down to, I think, women having some kind of power. Women that had power and women that trusted their instincts and trusted what they knew and worked with things that other people couldn't see or other people couldn't understand. We were killed for it. So it makes sense that as we are trying to work that way in this lifetime, the logical mind knows that it's okay. We're likely not going to be killed for that in this life. Thank goodness. But the soul remembers. The soul knows that at some point that was unsafe. So if you feel you have that type of wound, I want to really say it's okay to feel that fear. And it's okay that you have that sense of being unsure. But just know that in this lifetime, this is this opportunity for us to really empower ourselves. This is our opportunity to be heard, to have a voice, to step into that power and to not apologize for it. I think really being the person that I am, being a medium, working with spirit, it's such a badass kind of energy because it's like, basically giving a big you-know-what to past experiences and past persecutors. The saying like, you're not going to stop me. I'm back in this life and I'm doing it again and I'm not apologizing for it. That's powerful. So another reason why development of your mediumship, development of your own spiritual self and your soul is so healing and so beneficial. The martyr kind of archetype comes up a lot. And what I mean by that is I think lots of us have been in previous lifetimes the sacrificial lamb. We've been the one that's basically sacrificed everything for the greater good. Many of us have made vows of poverty. We've made vows of celibacy, vows of whatever. And in this lifetime, it can feel almost like we have to continue. If we're going to be spiritual beings, that we have to continue with that sort of way of thinking that we have to sacrifice ourselves in order to be spiritual. And the wonderful thing about recognizing this, like, is that you can then change it. Now, I know for a fact that I've had previous lifetimes where I have had these spiritual vows that I've taken and either like a nun in one life, I know I've been like a monk in another life. And I think energetically that can really start to affect you and the way you think and the way you see things. And so the important thing to recognize is that if you have trouble receiving, if you have trouble feeling worthy of being compensated for your work that is spiritual, you might want to look back and think, hmm, I wonder if it comes from a previous lifetime like that. And it's been something that's been a work in progress. Certainly, I have sort of unfolded all of that and worked with it and a lot of mindset work around that. But I think that it shows up because there is this belief that there has to be a sacrifice made. And I think that oftentimes in previous lifetimes, even if you weren't a religious, like within a religious order, say you were like the town oracle, you were kind of the one that everybody came to. And you gave the information, you gave the predictions for the crops and the weather and whatever. 
you would have been taken care of by that community. So they would have given you a place to live and they would have fed you and, and made sure you were taken care of because your role was very important and respected. That is not going to occur in this day and age, likely. We could be as spiritual as we want, but there's really no one coming to save us. There's no one that's going to be clothing us and giving us a place to live, a home, and taking care of us in that way. So there has to be some kind of reconciliation in your mind about how you can be a spiritual person and also make a living and be comfortable and have your needs met and that there's nothing wrong with that. So I do think that's something to really look at because lots and lots of people, especially when people, mediums just start charging for their services, there's so much hesitation and there's so much fear and some kind of guilt sometimes about charging for the services that they offer. You have to remember, you're also charging for your time, you're also charging for your energy, which is valuable, and your experience, which is valuable, and your expertise, training, which costs money to acquire. So you have to take all of those things into account. I think the lack of personal boundaries is a tough one because lots of mediums in previous lifetimes have been used or abused for what they could give to other people. I think that oftentimes, sometimes people that are a bit more focused on what they can get, there are people that are like the light givers, and then there's people that are kind of like the light, light I don't want to say light suckers, but there's people that are really here to, to naturally give, and there's people who are just more naturally receivers. That's just sort of the innate kind of truth. And so I think in previous lifetimes, we've been expected to give and give and give, even in our own, to our own detriment. It's been sort of an expectation that even if it's damaging to us, to our soul, to our physical health, to our mental well-being, that we've been sort of expected to just continue to give and give and give. And so in this lifetime, Having to set a boundary, having to set a limit, having to say no can feel really, really hard. It can feel very difficult because also I would say we do feel someone's disappointment in us very strongly. We feel when someone's annoyed with us. We feel when someone's pissed off at us. We know it. We feel it. We experience it. And so what happens, I think, with lots of sensitive people is that that's so uncomfortable that then we kind of say, well, I'd rather just do the thing than have to feel this discomfort. And it's not a good choice in the long run because what happens is you start to deplete your personal energy. The universe always sort of has a way to kind of get that balanced somehow. So if you're not upholding your personal power, your personal energy, it's going to come from somewhere. So I do think that some of us have also suffered consequences, not only in past lives, but even in earlier parts of our life, in childhood. So many inner child wounds around maybe it never was safe for you to have a boundary. Maybe it wasn't safe for you to say no. 
maybe that was a dangerous thing. And so then when you come and you're doing this work and you're so excited and you want to help and you want to do well, it's going to feel really uncomfortable to have to sometimes set that boundary with your time, set the boundary with your energy, set the boundary with, you know, saying, no, I can't do that for you. Even questions, you know, sometimes people will try to really force or almost like push us to answer things that we either don't feel comfortable ethically to do or things that maybe are just not part of our wheelhouse. Like it's just not the way that we work. And I think that can be really uncomfortable to begin with, you know, to say, oh, I understand that you might want that answer, but actually I, I'm not able to give that to you. That's hard. I mean, it's a practice skill. And so if you're listening to this thinking like, oh, I would, that's so awkward. I wouldn't ever want to be in that position. It gets easier the more you do it. And I think as long as you're true to yourself, as long as you're good with yourself and good, I say, as long as I'm good with myself, I'm good with God, then I'm good. But it could be the universe for you. It could be spirit. It could be a great number of things, but that's how I look at it. So I think that's important. And Oftentimes, too, you've had previous lifetimes where you've been quiet, you've had to be very, very small and unseen and kind of like in the shadows. You come into this life and you've got this ability and this potential to work with spirit and to work with people and to be seen and to be out there. That can feel terrifying. It can feel terrifying because you've got all of these sort of past life ties to having to protect yourself. So... I think if you're looking to work through those obstacles, development will give you that opportunity. Definitely. Is it always fun? Now, I think sometimes it's a pain in the butt to have to look at all that stuff. But then I also think, why else are we here if not to really look at those things? Like, let's clear and release what we can. And then let's get on with the business of this life. Like, what are we here to create? What are we here to do? Let's experience the depth of everything. That's the way I look at it. That's the way I see it. So I'm just curious. I'm so interested to know if any of these themes kind of speak to you. If you resonate with, with some of this stuff, definitely let me know. Send me a message in the Spirit Room podcast group on Facebook or just send me an email. I'm so curious to know about it. I think also, it's not to say that it's only bad things, like negative things that we take. We also bring forward amazing gifts, amazing abilities from other lifetimes. I've had a past life experience that I've I've seen shown to me, but also has come through in a reading before that someone gave to me that I really respect. And uh, they were talking about how they saw me on stage as the singer, and it was just such an amazing performance type energy and that that I love to do that in this previous lifetime it was like a marvelous kind of ability of mine and it's so interesting because in this life I've always been in choir since I was like a little elementary school kid I was always in choir and then in high school I was in it from like you know the whole time and I love to sing I love music so much I'm so moved by music I'm so moved by my and sound and it's such a big thing and I'm very clear audience so I feel like there's a connection there but I can't really sing like I'm not a good singer I wouldn't say I'm horrible but 
I found learning to read music was almost impossible. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. I felt like I could sing along with everyone else, but the minute I had to do it by myself, I completely was awful. Like it's like I had a real hard time with it. But I loved performance and I love being, I love the feeling of being on stage and really connecting with people. Like even drama in school and stuff like that. So shy, so shy. But I absolutely love to be on stage and acting. I also loved the public speaking, even though I was like so introverted and so shy. But then give me a stage and give me, I have something to say and I'll say it. And I feel so good about it and it empowered me. And I think it comes from probably these previous, at least this one previous life where that was such a joy to me. So I bring that forward from that life into this one. I don't take, I almost like now have like a pitch and tone problem in this life. So obviously I didn't take the singing technical ability. I didn't bring that forward, but I brought through the love of music. So it is, it's so interesting. So I'd really encourage you to take a look at some of this and to be very open and curious about it. I may do some type of workshop about this at some point. So keep, keep your eyes open for that. If you want to look at past lives, Dr. Brian Weiss wrote, he's written several books, but the most probably well-known is Many Lives, Many Masters, and that's a phenomenal read. There's also uh, Dr. Linda Howe. She's got some good books and stuff out there about the Akashic Records and accessing them. But this is what I'll say. If you're intuitive, psychic, you can access your past lives fairly easily. Now, I'm not saying that it replaces a regression because a regression with a professional like person who does past life regression is a very different thing than just tapping in and seeing what your past lives are about and seeing what you can learn about them. So I'm not insinuating that there's not value in that, but I think if you want to just look at what are some of your wounds from past lifetimes when it comes to this life, especially to do with your mediumship development and all of that, it can be shown to you. It can be easily accessed. You can do it by asking. You could do it by meditation and intention. You could ask to be shown in your dreams. There's so many different ways. So don't think that it has to be a lengthy, complicated process. It really does not need to be. And I would say feel free to experiment. Give yourself permission to look into it. Look deeply into who you are as a soul. And also I would say, even if there are deep, deep wounds, with the support and love of spirit and with the support and love of your people, people that will lift you up, people that will support you, people that will be on your side and, and really help you to develop and go forward. You can work through, you can release so much so that you don't have to be perpetually in that energy in that cycle. So we can work through it. It doesn't mean that you're doomed at all, but we can't fix or we can't change what we don't acknowledge. I really, really believe that to be true in life and especially with this kind of stuff. So I hope that that is helpful to you. Hope that brings you some insight, something to think about. Going forward, if you want to join the newsletter, I'll add the link in the notes for the show. And you can do that so you keep in, in touch and up to date with what's happening. Lots of things on the go. I'll be releasing some products soon that I'm very excited about. And also, I'm gearing up for some new courses, online courses that I'm creating, and then also creating a year-long mentorship program starting in the fall. So I'm really, really 
excited about all that. It's a lot of creative energy flowing. So I love it. I will be also at Mysteria Acres in Langley July 16th. We've just added another date. This Sunday, the 26th of June is sold out. But if you're looking to come, I'll be doing a demonstration of mediumship. It'll be healing. It'll be uplifting. And it will be so much fun. So if you want to join us in your local, definitely check into that. And you can find the details on my website. And you can also find the details on my social media. So I will leave you with that. Wishing you a beautiful rest of your day. Take care and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.